Hey, this is Kevin Rowe. Religion can be intimidating. There are so many do's and don'ts. How do you remember them all? In fact, there were over 600 commandments in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures alone. It's overwhelming. How can you be good enough? How can you ever measure up? Well, the good news is that while religion focuses on the word do, relationship with Christ is about the word done, what Jesus has done for us. In this episode, we'll focus on the difference between the two, the incredible news that God has created you for a purpose and what's a relationship with you, and then focusing on what it takes to have a relationship with God and have the assurance of getting to spend eternity in heaven with Him. So whether you've been a Christ follower for a long time, or whether you're just checking out the claims of Christ, I hope this episode will encourage you and challenge you. And with that, let's dive into episode 36. Hey, and welcome back. So I'm recording this on Thursday, October the 26th. This morning, I had the opportunity to speak at the team chapel for the softball team at Arlington Baptist University. Um, And this Sunday, we're kicking off a series at our church um, on evangelism at Community North um, called Simple Steps. And so the topic of evangelism is something that I've been wrestling with and thinking about um, quite a bit of lately. Um, And one of the things that I really wanted to stress this morning to the students when I was getting a chance to talk to them was that fear is not a great not a great reason to make a decision to follow Christ or to ask Jesus into your heart. I'm using those phrases kind of interchangeably here. Um, and so there's been a lot of talk lately about end times because of everything that's been going on in Israel and things like that. And so um, the students were getting exposed to some different views on that and some different things. And I said, hey, here's what I, I want to make sure that when you're hearing all those things that you're not um, you're not, you don't feel pressure to make a decision out of fear because that's not a great reason to do it. Um, and then I said, getting to go to heaven is a much better reason, but even that isn't the main thing. And so this morning, um, I got a chance to talk to them. And, and again, this is kind of going to work its way at various points into the series at Community North as well. But really the concept of do versus done. And this is not an original topic with me uh, or even original phrase with me, um, but the difference between do and done. So I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, But as I was talking to him, I said, hey, here's the first thing, that you were created by God for a relationship with him. That is his greatest desire. Psalm 139, starting at verse 13, it says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Jeremiah 31.3 says, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And in 2 Peter 3, starting at verse 9, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And that one I talked about and said, you know, when you hear today somebody say, you know, that the, that they think Jesus is coming back soon, um, I'm tempted to respond with, well, so did the people in the New Testament. Um, they thought Jesus was coming back any day, and here we are 2,000 years later. Now, one day Jesus is going to return, and we don't know what it is, and we are 2,000 years closer than than they were then. But that that verse in Second Peter saying, God is not slow in keeping his promises, but he's patient. He doesn't want anyone to perish. And I really wanted to focus on that phrase, not wanting anyone to perish, but kind of that context that's there. So here's the thing. The God of the universe created you. He loves you, and he wants a relationship with you. So the greatest reason to, quote unquote, accept Christ, again, to ask ask Christ to come into your heart, to begin a relationship with him, is to embrace that free gift of a relationship with him. 
And then he'll help you become who he's created you to be. And you'll find fulfillment and purpose. Talked a lot about shape um, a couple episodes again. And that was the series we did at Community North recently. John 10, 10, and I'm going to touch on this again in just a little bit. It says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. So again, God wants a relationship with you and he wants the best for you. And all of that is true. And on one hand, I would hope that'd be enough. But I also then said, let's go ahead and talk about heaven because that is a big deal. Um, and so um, just really challenged by saying this, I said, to go to heaven, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. To go to heaven, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, there were some people kind of wrestling through, um, does that mean I'm not going to heaven or what, based on kind of where they were spiritually. And so that was kind of the statement there of to go to heaven, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so, you know, again, maybe you're thinking, well, can I just be good enough to make it to heaven on my own? And God is love. That is true. But God is also holy. Matthew 5, 48, um, and then NIV, it says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, that word perfect, it, it, it's a little bit different than we think of in English, but just, just reading that at face value, in essence, the standard that God has is if we wanted to be good enough, we'd have to be perfect, and we can't do that. Um, I was a part of Evangelism Explosion when I was growing up, um, and um, so this illustration comes from them, but... Track with me for a minute on this. Do you think that you do three wrong things in a day? Just three wrong things. Lie, talk bad about someone, uh, you know, uh, think a bad thought, whatever it may be. If you say, yeah, I do at least three things in a day. And I think all of us really, if we were honest and thought back, we'd, we'd say that. That would be a thousand sins a year. And if you live 70 years, that would be 70,000 sins. Now, again, if you were to go before a judge and you had 70,000 crimes, even if they were small ones, they'd probably lock you up and throw away the key. So we really can't be good enough on our own. But think about what Jesus did for us. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so what do you do with that? Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Um, and so that's kind of that first thing there, again, is that God wants a relationship with us. Um, and again, to go to heaven, we have to have that personal relationship with Christ. The second thing, though, is if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, there's nothing else you have to do to go to heaven. You don't earn it in any way. Yeah, you don't have to be good enough. In fact, you can't be good enough. And so this is where we get into the do versus done concept. So the difference between religion and Christianity is that religion is spelled D-O. And again, it's trying to do enough good things to somehow please God, to somehow earn his forgiveness, somehow gain entrance into heaven. And so maybe that's, again, trying to be a good moral person. Maybe it's getting involved in, you know, an active participant in organized religion, you know, whether it's Christianity or something else. But again, how do you know if you've done enough? I mean, what's the standard? I mean, is it, I've got to do 70% good things and 30%, only 30% bad things or what? Uh, and again, we looked a minute ago at that, that verse that said, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, fortunately, it doesn't end there. So read, read verse 24 sometime. But basically, the DO plan of trying to do enough, it can't bring us peace with God or even with ourselves. But Christianity, on the other hand, is spelled D-O-N-E. And it's based on what Christ has already done for us. He lived a perfect life that we couldn't live. 
He died on the cross to pay for each of our wrongdoings, rose from the grave, and now he freely offers us his gift of forgiveness and a relationship and, and leadership for our lives. But it's not just enough to know it. We have to actually receive what he's done for us. And we do that by asking for his forgiveness and leadership in our lives. So there's a couple possible you know, scenarios for someone who's reluctant about following Jesus. Um, I mean, there's, a, there's more than that, but here's two that really come to mind. One, again, is that you think you have to earn your salvation. And again, that's religion. Religion is about following a list of do's and don'ts. But a relationship with Christ is about what he has done. Again, that Jesus lived the perfect life, died on the cross, and rose again to pay for all the wrongs we've committed or ever will. So becoming a Christ follower comes from receiving that free gift of forgiveness. Uh, So again, if you're worried about trying to earn your salvation, don't, because you can't. And God gives this freely instead. But the second thing, somebody could actually be thinking through and say, you know, I, I'm, if I make this decision, there's all these things that I have to do. And it could be that they're actually taking seriously that it is a commitment to follow Jesus. So, and again, if, if that's the boat you'd find yourself in, I was telling the players this, but would say this to you as well. If that's where you find yourself, then I'd be proud of you for being honest about that. Uh, because again, those things don't save you. But like any meaningful relationship, once you're in the relationship, you want it to grow. And so um, I use the example this morning of uh, I've been married for um, 23 and almost 23 and a half years, uh, coming up in a couple months, and said, if I never spent time with my wife, how good would the relationship be? We'd have a relationship, but it wouldn't be a really good one. Uh, but instead, when I'm in, because I'm in the relationship, I want to spend time with her. I want to do things with her and, and all of that. And so that would be the same way with God. And so, um, again, there's some things that help us grow in a relationship with God. Um, reading your Bible is hearing what God has to say to you. And ultimately it's his love letter to you. And so again, maybe you're like, that would just be something else that I have to read. Talking to students who have to do a bunch of reading for class. It's just an extra thing. It feels like on top of that. Um, but it's an opportunity to hear about how much God loves you. And then praying is talking to and listening to God. And so again, having that conversation that's there and then going to church, that certainly doesn't save you. But it's being around other people who want to grow in the relationship with God, as well as being encouraged to, to, to grow in your walk. Um, and so, again, there's no reason that someone would naturally want to do those things before they begin a relationship with Christ, unless it's just their, their interest in finding out about him to help with the decision that they're wrestling with. But when you make that decision, God wants to help you want to do all those things. Philippians 2.13 says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So if you give him the chance, he will help you. Um, and again, those things don't help you earn your salvation or relationship with him, but they're part of that relationship. And then, you know, and then I was like, hey, so even if you get kind of past those things, maybe you're thinking, yeah, but what all do I have to give up? I mean, do I get to have any fun in my life or whatever? And John 10 at 10 again, if you go back to that, the thief comes only to still kill and destroy. But what does Jesus come to do? He said, I came to give you life and life to the fullest. He wants us to live a fulfilled life. And so um, when when there's something that God tells us not to do, when God puts a standard in place, it's because he wants the best for us. And he knows that some of those things can really have a lasting negative effect on us. And he wants to protect us from those things. But he wants us to find fulfillment. And again, when we do what we're created to do, we're going to find joy and fulfillment in those things. Um, and so, again, it's it's this incredible thing to think about that God loves us that much. That while we could never earn it on our own, and that's the thing, 
the gospel itself is offensive in that it says you cannot do this. But it's also amazing because, but it says, even though you can't do it, God could do it for you. And he paid that price by sending Jesus again, while we were still sinners, while we were dead in our sins and had no hope whatsoever, Christ came to die for us so that we could have a relationship with God. We could be forgiven of our sin that separates us from God. And we get to spend eternity in heaven with him as well. And so I want to read you the prayer that I had an, that I had an opportunity to pray this morning and, and give the opportunity for anyone that wanted to respond. And I want you to hear this. And again, these are not magic words. Um, they, the words themselves don't save you. Um, and so, but it's just, it's what it really means and what it's asking. Um, and so I'm going to pray that. And then I'm going to, after that, I want to, I've got a little short prayer that I had for somebody that wasn't ready. Um, I said, if you're not ready, maybe you want to pray this prayer as well, but, but for someone who was ready to accept Jesus, this was the prayer that I had. And again, nothing magic about the words, but it was dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and rose from the grave so that I can have a relationship with you and can spend eternity with you in heaven. Please forgive me of my sins. Please give me a relationship with you and be my savior and my Lord. I want to trust and follow you. Thank you for your reckless love for me. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Now I intentionally put the that phrase there, your reckless love for me, because uh, the song reckless love was really the theme song for last year's last year's softball team. And we've carried that into this year. We're looking for what this year's theme may be as well. But um, that's been a kind of, we've, we've latched onto that Luke 15 passage a number of times and really focused on that. And just that picture of God loving us with what to the world would look like a reckless love. Uh, the father who runs to his son, which again, Jewish men didn't do in that day, but that father did because he was so excited his son was coming home. And so that that was just the prayer that we had. And again, nothing magic about the words that were there, but um, admitting you're a sinner, believing in what Christ has done for us, um, accepting the free gift of our of the salvation from from Jesus, a relationship with Him, being forgiven of our sins, kind of focusing on those things. But here's a prayer that I had, just a real short one for someone who wasn't ready. And so I said, if if you find yourself in that spot, maybe you would pray a simple simple prayer like this. And it goes, God. If you're real, please show me. I'm not sure about you, or I'm just not ready to make this decision right now. But I give you permission to work in my life so that one, I can know if you are real, and two, that someday I may be ready to make this decision. And so for somebody who, again, finds himself not ready there, I, I, I try to make this so clear today. I didn't want to pressure anybody who wasn't ready. Um, I didn't want to put any undue pressure. And that's the thing. There's there's a relationship that's there. There's trust that's been built there. Um, some of the players I've known for a couple months now, some I've known for a little over a year, some I've known for a couple of years. Um, and in the, that amount of time of building up that trust of, of trying to say, hey, I'm never going to put you in a spot to try to force you to do something you're not ready to do. And certainly not when it comes to praying a prayer, because just praying a prayer isn't what saves you. And you can say words and you can try to say words to make me happy or, you know, please me or whatever, or just try to check a box or anything. That would be one of the worst things that I could do is to get somebody to do something they really don't mean. And then they think they're good, but say, but if God happens to be stirring in your heart today, that you'd have that opportunity to respond. Um, and I laid it out. I like, I actually read the prayer to them before I did the 
paragraph, like the phrase at a time, because I wanted them to know what it all was going to say and let them decide before I did that, if that was a prayer they did want to pray. And again, having that opportunity to pray the prayer of, I'm not ready yet, but show me if you're, if you're real God. Um, and so I don't know where you find yourself at today. If you, again, if you're, um, if you don't know Jesus, then I hope that maybe God would use this today to just stir a little bit in your heart of that thought of maybe you've been focused on the do, all the do's and don'ts, and I'm trying to earn your way and earn your salvation somehow or earn your way into heaven. And then instead you'd focus on the D-O-N-E, the done, which is what Jesus has done for you. And so, um, again, that maybe you would pray that prayer. You can just back up just a little bit and um, pray that prayer that I prayed a few moments ago. Um, maybe you find yourself and you're, you're checking out God and you're not exactly sure about it, that maybe you'd pray that prayer that we prayed just a second ago of, um, again, if you're real, show me um, that one as well. But maybe maybe you have a relationship with Christ and maybe today it's just thinking that's sharing the gospel. Again, we think it's this huge thing, the scary thing to do. And just talking about instead of focusing on the do's and don'ts that we focus on the done, like that's an opportunity to share the gospel with someone um, and give them an opportunity to respond. And so um, if you have someone you're praying for, maybe that's an opportunity you get to share with them. Um, If you have somebody you're praying for that you would like me to pray with you for, I've got a list of people that I'm praying for. Um, Our church has a, a good long list of people that we're praying for. Um, would love to add someone to our list to pray along with you on that. Um, a little bit later in the series, I'm not going to break this out this week, but a little bit later in the series, um, I've actually gone and found some some prayers that are for people who don't know Christ. Um, it, one deal is five prayers for an unsaved loved one. Um, and it focuses on just different things, different challenges that they may be facing and praying about those specific things. And so I'm going to make that available later in the series and may circle back to it on here uh, as well. But um, just if God's placing somebody on your heart that you would be praying for them. And here's the really cool thing about that, because I've got some people I'm praying for, and I, I'm, I'm really hoping to see them move towards that point of being ready to respond. And, and as far as I know, they're not there yet. But as much as I care about them, and as much as I'm praying for them and as much as I want to have an opportunity to share with them and everything that God loves them even more than I do. Um, and so it's just this incredible thing to think that God, God cares about them more than we could ever care about them. And so we're joining God when we pray that prayer. And then I think about um, in Luke 15, it talks about the celebration that happens in heaven when one person comes to know Christ. And sometimes it's a little hard to capture or to get what that's about until you get to be a part of that. Um, and when you get to be a part and you get to be a part of somebody coming to know Christ, that the joy that you feel in that, you're like, okay, I get a glimpse of, of what's happening in heaven right now with this party that's going on. So um, again, just some things to wrestle with here, but really that thought of do versus done. And again, whether you find that um, you have a relationship with Christ and it's just praying for somebody else that you'd love to see come to know Christ and you'd love the opportunity to share with them about Christ. Or maybe you find yourself and maybe you're not ready yet and just praying for God to help you get ready um, and show you who he is. Or maybe you're ready to make that decision, um, whatever it may be, that we would be willing to do whatever God's leading us to do. Um, and again, if you need anything, if I can be praying for you anyway, uh, my contact information's in the show notes. Feel free to reach out with that. Thanks. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Community Chat Podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at communitynorthbc.org. 
to find out more information about this podcast or our church. Thanks for listening.